Hey there, fellow watchers. It's that time of the week again. Born to watch. What an episode we have for you today. An absolute 1980s banger. A movie that's still relevant and referenced every day of your life today. A movie that made us all think, is time travel real? And if so, where's the closest Libyan nationalist group with some spare plutonium? A movie that turned a poorly designed and somewhat ugly duckling car into a pop culture icon. A movie that poses the question that if you went back in time, met your mum, discovered she was a horny minx, would you consider the inconsiderable? Of course, we're talking about Back to the Future, a movie that made a short, nerdy TV star a global sensation, and even the Avengers based their own time heist on it in Avengers Endgame. Now, let's meet my fellow space zombies from Pluto. G-Man, how are you going? Good morning, fellow slackers. Looking forward <laughs> to this trip down memory lane. Haven't watched Back to the Future for a long time, but it was something we all grew up with, I guess. Dripping with nostalgia. Yeah, so looking forward to getting into this one. Yeah, this should be fun. Damo, welcome. Thanks. Doing your double denim Marty McFly look today. It's not actually double denim. It's a denim jacket and they're cargo pants. So oh, okay. They're, they're, it's definitely, there's no double in there, but there is a single. But yeah, this is my 16th episode now. So the countdown is on for my 18th, which is, as we said, we're going to celebrate my Greco-versary which is in honour of Richard Greco being in 18 episodes of 21 Jump Street. Nice. We're almost there. We're, we're nearly there. It'll be there before you know it. Yeah. I thought you'd have the puppy life preserver on for sure, Dave. Oh, I? yeah, I know. You've got one. I do. I've yeah, actually yeah. got like three. Oh, no. There yeah. you go. Do you have a red one? No, I don't. They're all oh. black. Black and black. Black slim. It is, yeah. yeah. Required by you. Yes, that's right. I know. <laughs> I'm over 80 kilos now. Wow. Whoa. Haven't been, I haven't been 80 kilos since birth. Okay, guys, movie made in 1985. It's 38 years old. Can you believe that? 38 years old. Yeah, it's an old movie. I'm going to set the over and unders at 38. Now, we've got an overs and unders here from Josh, your boy. Yep. So let's start with him. Now, how old's Josh? Josh is 13. Okay. Just turned 13. He looks 21. He's tall as all hell now. Seven foot four. He's going to turn into baby Huey. What's his overs and unders on this? Mate, he's at four. Four? Already. Okay. All right. Four already. Damien Giles. Yeah. What's your overs and unders here? Josh and I are probably level P, I think, mate. <laughs> but I think I'm five. I think I've got him. Yeah. Just um, because of this latest one? Yeah, probably. <laughs> but look, I've, I haven't watched this for 20 odd years more. Uh, yeah. So it was, I, it was something that I thought, I know it so well, I just never wanted to watch it again. But heck, I was glad I did watch it again. It's funny because you run the risk, I think, of not keeping a movie in your life and then leaving it, having such fond memories of it and then revisiting it. Yes. And we did this early on yep. with Born to Watch where there were some movies we hadn't watched for a while that we went back and we're like, Golden Child's one of them, where it really grated. The watch was a bit like, oh, geez, that wasn't as good. No, you tend to be a bit more critical and especially when you're reviewing it yeah. for a podcast. Yeah. And that's well, a hard thing to do because you're trying to not take the magic out of it. Absolutely. So you're at five. Yep. G-Man? I'd be close to 30, okay. I'd say. I'd be close to 30. Uh, watched this a lot when we were young. I haven't watched it for a long time, but yeah, definitely seen this heaps of time. 
It's actually funny because I was I've watched it so many times. I was the same as Damo, thinking I don't I don't know if I need to watch it. Then I was, last night I, I was felt like, I better put it on. I felt exactly the same, yeah. and I'm glad I did. So am I because yeah. there's so many bits like the beginning that I'd forgotten about. Yeah, the whole opening scene it's, and things like that. So it's so good. Yeah, because you just remember all the major bits, but there's so much stuff in there. They jam so much in those first ten minutes. Yes. Yeah, they're all set up. It just go. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but it's so the and I've got it in Good, the Bad, the Ugly that it's so slow. The opening is so yeah. slow, and because it's just allowing you that time to breathe before they go. No time to breathe now, yeah, because we're rocking. Yeah, it's look. I am, funnily enough, I'm in excess of thirty eight. I'd be over fifty again. A video shop darling, but I haven't watched it for a while. I did revisit it with Luke as a young kid, and I have revisited yeah. it with Bell. So I'm probably maybe three years four years removed from this that I've not seen it, which for me is a pretty long time. Yeah, I'd be the same because I watched it with Josh and Chrissy and I said, you've got to watch this movie and yeah. he loved it. Yeah. But that that's probably more than four years ago yeah. now. Yeah. But yeah, so I, I'd be tipping over 50s, I would think, and it was a good, it was an enjoyable rewatch, I must say. Yep. Yeah. All right. Let's listen to the trailer. Steven Spielberg presents Back to the Future, a Robert Zemeckis film. Marty leads an ordinary life. No McFly ever amounted to anything in the history of Hill Valley. Yeah, well, history is going to change. And 1985 is not his year. But Dr. Brown is about to change all that. Are you telling me that you built a time machine out of a DeLorean? He's sending Marty 30 years back in time. It works! It's a flying saucer from outer space! Now, he's trapped in the past. This has got to be a dream. About to meet... Chocolate. ...his future father. He's a peeping tough. Wow! And he's making an impression on his mother. He's an absolute dream. And he can sleep in my room. Ah. Anything you do could have serious repercussions on future events. Ah. Now, he's got to make his mother and father fall in love. For crying out loud, I haven't even been born yet. And only Dr. Brown... <laughs> can help him get back to the future. Are you telling me that this sucker is nuclear? Precisely. Michael J. Fox. Whoa, this is heavy. Christopher Lloyd. There's that word again, heavy. Why are things so heavy in the future? Is there a problem with the Earth's gravitational pull? Back to the future. Okay, another quality 80s trailer. Gal, why don't you tell us a little bit about Back to the Future? All right, but the tagline, he's the only kid ever to get in trouble before he was born. The year is 1985, but not for long, because teenager Marty McFly is about to be blasted back to 1955 aboard the plutonium-powered DeLorean, created by eccentric genius Doc Emmett Brown. But when Marty accidentally keeps his parents from falling in love, it triggers a time-shattering chain reaction that could vaporize his future and leave him trapped in the past. Now, Marty's last hope is to change history before the clock runs out on his only chance to get himself back to the future. This is an unrivaled adventure you'll want to experience time and time again. Yeah, that's a pretty good synopsis there. Vaporized is a good word too, yeah. because that's a bit, underutilized. But also, I actually forgot about the vaporization sort of part. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's one of the few bits I did forget. Yeah, the photo. No, not the photo. Him when he's playing his guitar. Oh, the guitar. Oh, yeah, when yeah. he starts. Yeah. To, I can't play. Yeah, yeah, that bit. That's me on a good day. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get to that scene too because I'd like to talk a bit more about that scene. 
Critical thinking. This movie rates 8.5 out of 10 on IMDb and is certified fresh. 93% on the tomato meter. No doubt. And 94% audience score. Mm. So whatever the metrics are there, certainly working. Now, 8.5, it's in the top 250 movies on IMDb and deservedly so. Deserves to be there, I think. Also, it would have missed out on a lot of votes because IMDb came around a lot later than Back to the Future. Yeah. yeah. But it's still 8.5. And I think 8.2 is the cutoff mark for IMDb to be in their top 250. So 8.5, it's sitting, yep. sitting really well. Okay, a good review from Joseph Gelmus from Newsday. Back to the Future, the best comic strip movie I've seen this year. It's well-made, light-hearted, and exactly the right length to give you excitement and laughs and a few surprises. And then it's over. Sounds like me. <laughs> yeah. Leaving you feeling good doesn't sound like me. Yeah. Debatable. Yeah. I, think it's, I think it's quite, quite an apt. That's good. I, I reckon yeah. Joseph's on the money. Joey G. Nice Joey work. G. Joey G. Okay. We've got a bad one from Rexy Reed from the oh. New York Post. Lost in confusion. Director Robert Zemeckis and co-script writer Bob Gale don't know how to end the far-out fantasy they've created. And the smell of an equally silly sequel permeates the air like a gas leak. She's just done a review on the last one minute of the show. You know what, though? Like, it's... I don't agree with it. I think they stick the landing. I think they're a pretty good job. I think the ending's pretty good. I think there was three endings. That's just the third ending. You could have stopped at the first one or the second one, and then there's the third one where they fly back to, the, they go to the future. But yeah, that's all she's talking about. That last, the basically the last minute where yeah. Biff sees him. Yes. And that's it. Yeah. Oh no, that's, Biff doesn't see him in, in that show. Biff sees him in Back to the Future 2. Two. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. No, but I think that it, they are, they're working towards, the ending of the movie is essentially him going back in, going back to, 1985. Yes. That's the end of the movie. Yeah, that, that's the end of the movie. And then seeing what happens with Doc. Yep. He's got the bulletproof vest on. Yep. That's yep. really the end of the movie. Like he's, got, he's got the, the veggie. Fact, the veggie. The, but the fact that they, they tacked that on at the that end, the that's end purely the lead in. They know they've got is. something special. Of course and, it and is. I've got no dramas That's with all that. rec- yeah, whatever. Rexy Reed. I remember watching that and everyone loved watching that movie when you were young. And then when that you see that bit, you go, yes, there's going to yeah. be something after yeah. this. So you're actually excited. It gives you the... Roads. Yeah. Yeah. Where we're going, we don't need roads. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I thought there was going to be a second one, though. Even though it finished like that, it's, oh, wow, they just moved, going off into the sunset, but going off into oh, the future. Oh, no. They set it up. It's, you've got to go back to your it, kids. It is a setup, up. but I still didn't necessarily expect, then there's definitely a number yeah, two. Yeah, for sure. I'll tell you what, his girlfriend took it pretty well, didn't she? Yeah. Oh, the she, guy she, just she, says, she, she, goes, right, get in, we're going back to the future. She yeah. didn't ask any questions. What's going on? What are you talking about? She just went, okay, let's get in the car. She didn't last for much longer. No, but no, she morphed that that trip morphed her into Elizabeth Shoe. That's what yes. I thought when I watched it this time. I went, "That's not Elizabeth mm. Shoe." I thought, "What's going on?" That's how long I think I must have seen two and three a few more times, like since I've seen one, because I just assumed Elizabeth Shoe was in that first one. Do you know what happened between this movie and Back to the Future Two? No, Karate Kid. Oh, so she Elizabeth came in as Shoe. Yeah, right. was a bit of an it girl, and to be honest, she doesn't do much in. Back to the Future 2. She really. sits on the porch, doesn't she? Sleep for most Sleeps, of it. She's yeah. got a bit of makeup on. Mm. Anyway, okay, gal. Ordinary people. Okay, let's start with the star here. Michael J. Fox, born in Edmonton. He's a Canadian boy. Oh, um, strong ties to Born to Watch. Yes, strong ties. 
Look, at 15, he was 15 when he successfully auditioned for the role of a 10-year-old in a Canadian show called Leo and Me. Easy. So he did a series for that for quite a while, which put him to stardom in Canada. He's gaining a lot of attention as a bright new star. And then he moved to LA when he was 18 to look at a few roles, but he wasn't really getting too many. And then he got the part of Alex P. Keaton on Family Ties. Yes. So, I, yeah. I, think, I, I do remember him in that movie, 1984. Yes, he was, yeah. Like, it was the- Oh, not, the punk one. The, the punk, punk one, one. Yeah. yes. That was like very, was the on one of those movies that you, when you were 10, yeah. you really wanted to rent. Had a guy yes. with a mohawk yeah, on the mo- mo- They were like the gang yeah. with the spike glove. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I took the bike down to Aussies and hired that one out. He would have, yeah. yeah. He got stabbed in that, I remember. Yes. It's not, it's not great. No. It's not a great movie. But I thought it was awesome back I've got it on place. Yeah. I do? Yeah. Is it on there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then he's, yeah, then he's 24 when he plays this role yeah. as a 17 well, year old. But he still looks, yeah. do you know he wasn't the first choice to play Alex Keaton? Oh, Alex Keaton. Oh, really? No. Yes. You uh, know this, Whitey? Yeah, we do know this. You do that? Do you know this? No, I don't know about Alex Keaton. Go for it. It was Matthew Broderick. Oh, that would work oh, too. Now, that would work. Well, you'd think Ferris Bueller, like that, that would have really worked, but uh, he got the role in the end. He ended up negotiating the deal for family ties outside a phone booth in Hollywood. Because he was waiting on the call and back then you didn't have home phones. So he had to wait outside and wait for a call between four and five. So he was waiting to talk to them. He was the star of Family Ties too, because it was a family show. Bet you've been together for for a million years. But he's definitely the star. Like, 100% he was the shining star in that show. Yeah, I don't know if, I don't think Skippy Handelman was the star. We may have been. What about Meredith Baxter Bernie? She might have been, the mum might have been second, maybe. Her and Michael Gross. Michael Gross, yeah. yeah. Teeny Others. Anyway, look, obviously that shot him in Back to the Future into superstardom. We're going to talk that. about how he didn't start the movie, or do you want to do that later on? That is... Oh, yes. We can talk about that if you want. That, yeah, let's, well, do that's that now. let's do that now. Yeah. So he obviously, he was actually first choice. Filming all day, though. Yeah, but couldn't ties. do it. Couldn't do it because of family ties, so they went to Eric Stoltz. Yep. And after two weeks... No, I heard it was six. Six weeks. Was it six weeks? Yeah. Okay, after six weeks. Of filming. Yeah, they almost filmed all principal photography with Eric Stoltz. <laughs> Which is why I reckon, I, I think two things. Could they have filmed the start of the movie where you're only seeing the legs? I reckon that's mm-hmm. Eric Stoltz's legs. You know, when he's driving the DeLorean, yes. that's Eric Stoltz in the car. Yeah. When he's driving around the car park before he goes, because yeah. they just didn't reshoot it because it's yeah. too far away no to point. tell, right? There's no point. But that's Eric Stoltz there. So I was thinking last night, I go, I reckon that's Eric Stoltz's legs. When he kicks the skateboard Probably. to the plutonium. Could be. Because then you don't see Michael J. Fox even until no. you, he, guitar. he puts he the guitar. Stops the, yeah, that's the first time you see yeah. him. So I reckon that whole first segment, mate, they... I remember reading about this. They spent millions redoing this and glad they did because I don't think they had the right character in there. Or they all thought they didn't have the right character. No one did. No one did. Did, Yeah. The comedic side of it it was really. Christopher Lloyd was the one going, I'm really sure. And they all thought this. No one wanted to say anything. And I think it was Robert Zemeckis went, you're out, kid. Yeah. Yeah. So I watched Back to the Future like a couple of nights ago. Then I went and saw The Flash because my kids wanted to go and see it. What did you think? I laughed my head off at the Eric Stoltz part. Yes, yeah. So when they're talking about Back to the Future, and I'd only, because I'd only looked up and read about Eric Stoltz the night before. So I'm the only one in the theatre laughing at the whole Eric yeah. Stoltz part. Because well, th- everyone's too young to get it. And no yeah. one knows it. Yeah. So there's a whole bit in The Flash where you go, where they go back. And they go back in time. They t- he's talking about Back to the Future and it's Michael J. Fox. And they go, what are you talking about? It's Eric Stoltz who's in it. And then the guy's even got a tattoo of Eric Stoltz, Stoltz on his leg. Stoltz's leg is Marty McFly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
but I was laughing because I was like, oh my God, because Eric Stoltz did six weeks worth of filming and then Michael J. Fox managed to then work out his schedule to do Family Ties in the day, Back to yep. the Future Ed. Yeah. Like he, that kid was b- burning the candle at both oh, ends. Yeah, but he was Working a big star. Off. That, yeah, well, that was he, the number one show, Family Ties. And yeah, no, but massive. he was only a TV star. I think he wasn't, he was big, but he wasn't. No, that's what it set him into the stratosphere yeah. of what I mean. But he, he was he, a big star he was, on he was, TV, right? He was so the this number was, one. If it was, I don't know if it was the number one show, but it be, would have been right up there. But look, 85, Back to the Future, and Teen Wolf as well. That's yes. right. Like they, are, they are just two back-to-back huge movies for the time. <laughs> yeah. his, with his girlfriend, Boof. Boof. Yeah. But then he backed it up with another, the triple play, oh, Family go. Ties Vacation, the TV movie. I, I had never, I don't, never heard of that one. Yeah. It's Big oh, Ben, well. Russ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but after that, he was in Casualties of War in 89 with Sean oh, Penn, yeah. a yeah. Brian De Palma That's movie. That's harsh, man. Yeah. Harsh movie. Yeah. And then obviously the Back to the Future sequels. He's in the hard way, Damo. Oh, I love the hard yeah. way. That is such With a good James movie. James Woods, Frog Dogs. Yeah. Frog Dogs. That's it. I knew there was something about the hard way we needed to talk about. Like <laughs> that's dogs. early Damo too. Frog Dogs. Yeah, yeah, that is. Yeah, it is. That was like <laughs> that's early. Now that's one of you. That's like episode one or two. Yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah. Doc Hollywood in '91. Doc Hollywood's a great movie. Nice pig, Doc. I got a question. I got a question in question time about Michael J. Fox and his a bit of his filmography. So yeah, it's interesting. I think with Doc Hollywood, that's when he first. Yeah, started found his finger twitching. Yeah, right. uh, and that's when he noticed he went to the doctor and got diagnosed with Parkinson's. So that's ninety one. Jeez, so he kept so, that under wraps for a while too, didn't he? Yeah, so ninety six. He had to he? give up Spin City because it became too much. Yeah. So that's five years later. Yeah, but he's the concierge in ninety three. Mars Attacks ninety six, and then Spin City. He did one hundred and three episodes. But as a lead act, got lead actor Emmy and Golden Globes in, in two thousand ninety nine ninety eight. Also in a bit of a favorite of mine, a bit of a guilty pleasure, the American President. Yes. Oh, he's, yes. Oh, time, he's yeah. the um, plays like the advisor. Yes. Michael Douglas. Yes, yeah, yes Michael and Douglas. Annette Benning. Annette yep. Benning. Yep. yep. Yeah. My dad really liked that. That's yeah. actually not too bad. It's a good movie. Familiar. Yeah. It's a sweet. It's a yeah. sweet, nice. Did you, you know, guys ever watch Spin City? Not much. Uh, not really. No. Alan Ruck's in that. too. Alan Ruck's yeah. in it. Yeah. Richard Kind. Yep. Yeah. Oh, he's funny. Yeah. The big sort of goofy guy. Yeah. He's always Carla Gugino. Oh God. Got to watch anything with Carla. G. G. Is it a hard G or is it a gigawatt or, or a gigawatt? gigawatt. <laughs> well done, Gav. Rightio. I think she's a gigawatt. I think I think she's a gigawatt. Where, good Carla Jagina gets them out in some show. Was Sin it? City. Sin City. Oh, Sin my City, God, yeah. yeah. That is usable good. stuff. <laughs> usable Carla. stuff. Carla. She discovered her in Son-in-Law, the Paulie Shaw. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's terrible. Automatically fell in love with her. What else was she in? What, else, what other movies? No, other shows. Was she in something else? Oh, I don't know. I can't remember. Can't remember. Oh, I'm thinking of Daphne Zuniga in Melrose Place. That's <laughs> what I was thinking. <laughs> she was your favourite. Oh, girl. yes. You, yes, loved yes, the, yes. you loved a dark brunette yes. at that stage of your life. You've moved on to a flaming redhead now. That's right. Yes. All right, where are we? Okay, so Stuart Little. He did the voice oh, of Stuart yeah, Little yes. in the franchise movies. He also had the Michael J. Fox show for a couple of seasons. And l- most notably lately is The Good Wife. He's done 26 episodes with Juliana Margulies and Chris Noth. Mr. B. Mr. B. All right. So Christopher Lloyd, he did a lot of early stage work. A lot of... You can tell he's that sort of... Yes. ...style. Yes. But he made his film debut as the psychiatric patient Max Tabor in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah. I watched a bit of that the other night. Yeah. Good movie. God, mate. It's so amazing. Yeah. It's really good. Really good. After that, he was in the sitcom Taxi. Do you remember that? that yeah, show? that was with Danny DeVito. And all, uh, yeah, there was and, a... Oh, because Tony Danza. That's right. 
There was heaps of people in that show. Yeah. Who was the comedian? Was Who? Peter Boyle in it? Peter Boyle was in it. He was in Taxi Driver as well. Peter Boyle. All right. So maybe the taxi Double. Yeah. Andy Kaufman was in it, I think. Ah, yes. That's what I'm thinking yes. of. Anyway, yeah, he did 84 episodes of that as the drug-using taxi cab driver, Jim Ignatowski. Ignatowski? Good Ignatowski. name. Yeah, I like it. Polish. He was in Star Trek Three. He was Scrooge, one of the Vulcan kings mm. in The Search for Spock. Oh, yeah. Two and in the pink. Darth Vader from right. the planet Vulcan. <laughs> yes. In back in the Two in the pink. Uh, and then obviously Back to the Future. Who framed Roger Rabbit in 88 as Judge Doom? And then he was in the Dream Team with Michael Keaton. Oh, that, that is, is a Peter funny, the advertising one. That is a great. No, the Dream Team is the one where they're four mental patients. patients. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and they break out. Michael, that's Michael right. Keaton yes, takes yes, them yes, to a baseball yes, game. Yes. Breaks, mate. It's yes. hilarious. Yeah, Stephen First, Peter <laughs> yeah. Boyle. Yeah, so yeah. funny. He was also in Suburban Commando oh, with Hulk, Hulk Hogan God. and Shelley Duvall as well. Oh, I think that one. It's a different Oscar. cast. A oh, Razzie. <laughs> He played Uncle Festa in 91 in The yeah, Addams Family. Yep, yep. He's and he's also good. in Dennis the Menace. And most lately in The Mandalorian. He was Commissioner Hellgate yeah. in an episode of The Mandalorian. Great show. Um, Gone off the rails. It's lost me. Yes. Yes. But look, Doc, he, that character is fantastic. He, oh, he, he, he so does. Good. And, and I'm sure he, we'll get to this. Yeah. The, the, he makes it his own for him sure. Him and yeah. Marty together. Yeah. There's questions that might need to be asked there, but. They are so good. Yeah. The chemistry between yeah, them brilliant. is incredible. Yeah, really good. But uh, look, a couple of sliding doors for Christopher Lloyd. He was considered for the role of Jack Torrance in The Shining, which went to Jack Nicholson. Okay. Yeah. You can't see anyone else you can't, doing that. Once Jack Nicholson. No, done. but Christopher Lloyd. He would have been good. Oh, he could have done it. He's a bit he, of a mad scientist. Yeah, he could like. play that role. <laughs> yeah. He was also considered for the role of Harry Lyme in Home Alone, which was the Joe Pesci role. Yeah. Again, it's hard, right? Because he could have done it, but the yeah. Joe Pesci. He brings so something different to it, yeah. He'd be, he's too tall. He'd be him and Daniel Stern. Yeah, to be a tall Two, two tall. Yeah. He's tall off. Two morgueses. Yeah. Conks. Yeah. Got it all. Two Moldens. Two Moldens. Two Skexes. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Leah Thompson. Now, she was a ballet dancer and had dreams of becoming a ballet dancer her mm-hmm. whole life. Like She'd done that as a kid, but she was at the American Ballet Theatre Company, and then she met Mikhail Baryshnikov, who told her she was a beautiful dancer, but too stocky. Yeah, well, oh, it, but I suppose you've got to be pretty honest in ballet and pretty brutal. I think I think to make it to where she wanted to make it, they've got to be white. Well, yeah. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what should have been said to Mikhail Baryshnikov. You're an amazing dancer. You're not a great actor. And you're ugly. You're not in Sex and the City. That's, and How are you rooting the lead? That's the truth. Yeah. But yeah, but look, yeah, ballet is. It, it's brutal sport. Bru- the brutal. most brutal, I think oh, it would have to be. T- I've, seen Buck Swan. Yeah. I've seen Buck I've seen Buck Swan. Yeah. For the lesbian scene, I've seen that. I've seen that scene more than I've seen the movie. <laughs> Maybe we should do overs and unders of lesbian scenes. Yeah, well, I've seen this movie, for, but that scene—that's yeah, a thirty. Yeah, I said sixty. <laughs> that's four boxes of tissues. That scene. Yeah. All right. Her first role. What do you reckon it was? Is was it, it all the right moves no, with Tom Cruise? No, that was after yeah. that. I don't know. Oh, it's not Red Dawn, is it? No, that was after it too. Is this, this, a, is, a, this TV is a cinematic show? masterpiece. Oh, is it, is it Mr. Goodbar? No, it's not Mr. Is Goodbar. It's Suburban Commando with Hulk Hogan as well. No, it's Jaws 3. Oh, oh she is too. She plays she's a girlfriend. A, she's Kelly Allen Bukowski. Yeah, she plays the. She's Sean, the water ski bunny. I think she plays Sean Brody's girlfriend. Yeah, she's, she's the water ski oh, bunny. Yeah, yeah. the young Brody son. Did we gets say, was that the one we said Michael Caine was in that as well? No, that's Jaws Revenge. Did uh-huh. you know? Did you Did know, know that Michael Caine was in Jaws 4 The Revenge? Not 3. 
But yes, you're right there. She met Dennis Quaid there and he became her fiance for a while. And what? her acting coach. D Quaid. <laughs> yeah, acting coach. Come to my caravan. Yeah. Let's act. Yeah. Let's, let's do the love let's scene work again. This out. Let's do the love scene again. <laughs> But yeah, so that led to All the Right Moves, where she acted opposite, obviously, Tom Cruise as Lisa. And then she was into Red Dawn in 84, Back to the Future 85, Some Kind of Wonderful 87. She's on a bit of a tear, to be yeah. honest. Dennis the Menace as well, that Christopher Lloyd was in. And then she was the principal character in Caroline in the City in the mid 90s. Right. Do you remember I that remember sitcom? That Caroline Duffy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Never right. watched it, but I remember the name. Yes. I reckon, Gow, yeah, if you were around with your current partner, that you would have had to watch Caroline in the City. I don't know. That's a oh, reeks of a Gowan I, I, household. I don't think you'd ever say in it. Watch. Maybe. It would have gone, it would have Carolina City into Will and Grace, into Friends. Yeah. I, no, I never got into Carolina in the City. City. No. But you, I, I, no, I, Will and Grace I liked. Will yeah. and Grace is a good You're show. You're made to oh. like it though. You were no, made to. no, I liked it. I liked you, it myself. You couldn't have. Yeah, you good, did? Good flick. Okay. Go, girl. All right. Crispin Glover. Yeah. Just going to say, just on just Lee Thompson here. Do you reckon all 90s, 50s teenagers were as horny as she oh, was? Oh, mate. She was the best. She was so, th- so super horny. Yep. I know, it's so yeah. funny from the start when they say, oh, mum would never do this. Mum would never yeah, do that. Yeah, that, that's the whole. That was she was a massive, mum was a massive minx. I think that was brilliant, the yeah. way they set that up like that. Super horned bag. Now, Crispin Glover, let's talk about, mate. He had a bit of a start to his acting career, a bit like you, Whitey. This will be good. He was a lead in the stage production of The Sound of Music. Oh, was did he, he Von Did Trapp? he play Von Trapp? I don't know if he was Von Trapp. Not many can. Not many. Maybe can he was 16 going on 17. I don't know. He might have been a better yeah, better him. Oh. Yeah, I can forget his name. Klaus or whatever. Yeah, I can't think of his name. The, the postman. What, the, oh, the, oh the yeah. Postman. I don't know. Or he could have been. He doesn't look like one could of those. Could he have been one of the kids? He doesn't yeah. look like the kids with his hair color. Yeah. Not right, it matters, yeah. but yeah. But yeah, that was it with Florence Henderson from the Brady Bunch. So she was in that as well. Floho. Yeah. And then that led him to some guest spots in Happy Days. He was on Hill Street Blues. Great show. And uh, Family Ties. Wow. Yeah. So he's a then, weird dude, Crispin Glover. Very, I, I very love weird. Him. Seriously, I really I love him. all over Crispin yeah. Glover, but he's a weird dude. <laughs> he's really weird. And like in, in Ali's Angel, we get yes, like he's the, the thin man. Really <laughs> yeah. weird. But I think that's, I don't think he's acting. No, I actually he's, think he's a weirdo. There was a story about him in making this movie that he was so scared. Like it was one of his early movies and he was so nervous and anxious about it all that he couldn't even read some of his words and they had to write a lot of this down. And that that's why his character is played like it is because he just was so anxious and the, I must worried say, about it. The scene, the first scene at the dinner table oh, when they're watching the Jackie Gleason I'm laughing show. my head off. Him like, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Like, oh, no. he, oh, oh mate, he's so weird. He's so brilliant in yeah, it. I like, love George McFly. Yeah. He's so good. But yeah, he was in he was in uh, his big screen debut was in a movie called My Tutor in 83 and then he was in Friday the 13th part 4, the final chapter. The final chapter. But he's in Twister in 89, played okay. Howdy in Twister, he was in The Doors as Andy Warhol. Yeah. Oh. What's eating Gilbert Grape? Oh yeah, with Johnny Depp, Bobby McBurney. Yeah, and Leo. Yeah. People versus Larry Flint. Obviously we said Charlie Sheen in Beowulf, which was another Robert Zemeckis film. Yeah, it was animated. Oh, and that was with Ray Winstone? Yeah, Ray yeah. Winston. Yeah, who had didn't the voice just didn't really suit. And he was in Hot Tub Time Machine. So oh, interestingly, oh. he's three years younger than Michael J. Fox. Oh, he is too, yeah. And his wow. dad, yeah. And Leah Thompson's around the, the same, same age. Same age as too. Michael J. Fox. Yeah. yeah. So, I think but they're about a month apart. Yeah, really funny. Yeah. They had to play his parents. Yeah. He's a great sort. 
Obviously. She is, but they aged her a bit. The, she, we'll she get to, uglied her. We're going to yeah. get to that in Good, the Bad, the Ugly. Yeah. Yes. All right. So Tom Wilson, Biff Tannen. Yeah. Brilliant. He had a couple of early roles as Chip in Knight Rider, and he played Moose in the Facts of Life's come up a couple of times recently. <laughs> take the good, you take the bad, you take the rest. And there, there you have, have the facts, facts of life. life. Oh, God. The facts of life. <laughs> he was in Action Jackson, Officer Cornblower in 88. Action Jackson. Wow, that's Sunny Payne. Go to yeah. yep. Jackson. Hot, hotter. He's been in a, he's done a lot of things, but not a lot of notable things. Uh, I don't he's been, think he's played a more rapey character. No, no. <laughs> he is one of the best quintessential bullies of all now, time. Yeah. A, yeah. Apparently, he's done all sorts of different stage he's a, well, he's singing. A, he's a comedian. Yeah, he's he a was a stage comedian. comedian. Yeah. Yeah. but but he's not. But apparently, he's a really nice, yeah, nice person. Totally, and he yeah. and he had to base this on bullies that had bullied him because it's not really his character. Although no. he plays it so well, he plays it brilliantly, yeah, incredible. Because he's a big guy. Like he's got glass, glass yeah. jaw. He gets belted a few times. He's got he? glass jaw, but he's a unit. He's solid. He's not he's just massive. a tall. He's a thick. Yeah, he's, a, he's, a, he's a human being. Yeah. And just finally, we'll talk a bit about James Tolkien, because yep, that's Strickland. Strickland. Oh, Strickland. <laughs> yes, he's, Top Gun. Top, Top Gun. Yeah. He was Stinger in Top Gun. He was in Serpico. He was Stiger in Serpico. That was his first movie, 1973. He was Slager. in War Games yeah. with Matthew Broderick and Alex Sheedy. Yep. Armed and Dangerous. And he was in Masters of the Universe. He's he the, was too. Does yeah. he, I think he detective plays a pretty, he's, yeah, he plays the detective. That's yeah. right. He's shit very movie. unique, and he's the same sort of. Plays you be flying rubber dog shit out of Hong Kong. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it is so funny. Like Strickland, did that guy ever have him? Yeah. <laughs> You're a slacker, McFly. <laughs> yeah, very funny. All right, moving on. So the gross for this movie was 212 million domestically, 173 million internationally, for a total of 385 worldwide on a 19 million dollar budget. Wow. So That's for that year, it was number one. Number one. It was number one. 385 yeah, okay. million. Rambo First Blood, part two, was yep. 300 million. Rocky Four was 300 million. Rocky Four. Out of Africa was 258 million. And The Color Purple was 94 million. But looking at movies critically, Out of Africa won everything that up, year. Yep. The Color yep. Purple got 11 nominations. And zero wins. Oh, jeez. Yeah, crazy to think that. But uh, out of Africa, got 11 nominations with seven wins, which included Best Picture, Best Director for Sidney Pollack. The best actor was William Hurt for Kiss of the Spider and, Woman. Kiss of the Spider Woman. Kiss of the Spider Woman, sorry. Yep. And Best Actress was Geraldine Page for The Trip to Bountiful. Wow, I don't even know her. Or wow. Wouldn't have a clue. Never seen it. Yeah. Just before we move on from there, I think we, we, it would be remiss if we don't mention Robert Zemeckis. Okay. Because this guy's had a sneaky career. Yes. Yeah. A sneaky career. So started, and we're going to start with Romancing the Stone, into Back to the Future, into Hugh Frame, Roger Rabbit, Back to the Future 2, 3, Death Becomes Her, Forrest Gump, Contact, What Lies Beneath, Cast Away, Polar Express, Beowulf, Christmas Carol, Flight, The Walk, which is about the tightrope walk between the Twin Towers. Incredible. And then just recently, he did The Witches and Pinocchio. Yeah, mate, he was a producer on a lot of those and, and too. He, yeah, he was big. He was a big producing partner with Spielberg for a long time. Yeah, he was. And but he did House on Haunted Hill. He was a producer in that. Yeah, what and lies just beneath? A sneaky career yeah. of he's done of, a lot of stuff. Of, of quality, good stuff. Quality, he's, quality. Yeah, quality stuff. Anyway, back to you, Gar. That's it. Okay, well done. Number one film of the year, which makes it difficult for. 1985, hit, sleeper, or dud. So I'm going, 
obviously it would be easy to say Back to the Future. Yeah, but it's even easy to go Rocky Four. Yeah, for my hit oh, that's, of the year. Yeah, yeah. It was number ten for me in my top ten movies of all time. It's my go-to Rocky. As much as I think that Rocky Two has the best training montage, put that up on TikTok, where the kill kid yells "Go!" I cry every single fucking time when he's running after him. Rocky Four is amazing. Drago, Russia, ending the Cold War. Oh, beard, was it, the height, it was the height of the Cold War oh, stuff mate. too. So it was and really a car, US versus Russia thing. The car. We're going to talk a bit about Rocky Four in film school for F-Wits. Death of Apollo. Yeah, it just yep. had everything Rocky Four. It's incredible. The, the, one of the great beards. Yeah. Yes. One of the great beards and one of the great jackets. The jackets he, he wears in, in the Russia. snow. Oh, my God. <laughs> love it how he goes back to the snow to train. Like, they take oh, yeah. him out. And, and, and I love Drago's getting injected with everything yeah, and he's back out exactly there. Exactly right. Chopping that, chopping up that, wood. That and, juxtaposition between yeah, chopping technology wood, yeah. and the and going back old school. Yeah. And he is, it's as ripped as he's ever been. Yeah. That, because yeah. he's Rocky Rambo 3's around the same time and he is, as ripped as he's Cut ever going to be. Yeah. Was, yeah. Love Rocky Four. Yeah. Was he in Siberia? It was bloody it's cold. It's bloody part. cold, mate. <laughs> it's, it's bloody cold. Big mountain. Big yeah. mountain he runs up. G-Man, what do you got for hit? Oh, look, I'll, I can run with that. I had a couple swirling around. I had Commando. Yeah. Obviously, Porky's Revenge. <laughs> yes. He's in there. And w- the other one for me was Witness. Oh, yeah. Harrison oh, Ford. Oh, yeah. Really good movie. Is that Scotchy as well? No, that's no. Kelly McGillis. Kelly McGillis. The Amish. It, yes, the Amish. yes. And I think Harrison Ford gets an award for that one. I think he gets nominated. He doesn't He's win nominated. anything. Can't, which, I'm not maybe sure. the movie did. Yeah, Witness did win an Academy Award. I'm not yeah. sure which one it was, though. But anyway, yeah, look, that I bounced around. I'm happy with Rocky Four, but there was a couple of good ones there. Yeah. That's a good year. Damo? Yeah, I know. I didn't think the year was that good. I, I gave my hit as the movie that I think I enjoyed almost one of the most was Better Off Dead with John Cusack. John Cusack. It's yeah. a yep. freaking hilarious movie. Yeah. Yeah, with the paper boy and uh, Booger from Revenge of the Nerds is in it too. It's a freaking funny movie. Yeah, yeah, okay. Three good movies there, I think. Okay, sleeper for the year, and I got to actually, Damo, you you said it pretty well that I don't think there are any out now a lot of out and out hits, but there are a lot of I think there are a lot of sleepers in this year. Yeah, oh, mate, Brewster's Millions. Do you remember that? That was yeah. such yeah. a good movie. Yeah. I've gone with Fright Night. Okay, okay. So starring Chris Sarandon, William Ragsdale. Who was in Herman's Head? I don't even remember it. Uh, yeah, Amanda Amanda Bears, who was in yes, Married Married uh, Children, Married Children, yep. and Roddy McDowell. So it's a teenager believes that the newcomer in his neighbourhood is a vampire. He turns to an actor in a television horror show for help to deal with the undead. This is a great movie. This is a really good eighties vampire horror yep. horror movie. It's fucking great. Excellent cover art. Excellent poster. It's just really good. If you've not seen Fright Night, it was remade in the 2000s with Colin Farrell. It's awful. <laughs> just go to the 85 <laughs> version. It's great. But G-Man, what do you got? I want to be different. I went to an Australian movie, and I remember watching this as a kid, and it is a cracker of a movie. It's not We of the Never, is it? It's not We of the Never, no. it's Fortress. Oh, Rachel Ward. Rachel Ward, a young Asher Ketty, a young Rebecca Rigg. Yeah. And Vernon it. Wells. Yes. Oh, Vernon really? Wells, Daffy yep. Duck, yeah. And Sean Garlick. Yeah, Sean player. Garlic. He's oh, in it. Yeah. So this one's Garlo's where she's pies. At, yeah. Rachel Ward's a sole teacher in an outback town, a small town with a one one room school. And these guys come and kidnap them and they come in the Santa Claus Masters, Father Man, Christmas, there's Daffy masks. Ducks. Oh, yeah. That and they actually come, rings a bell. Mate, now. and it is Tom such Plex. a Yeah. Yeah. And they take them and they end up the kids get away in the cave. They take away and in the end, like they they, they Rachel just, Ward and the kids attack them and the police have to come investigate. Yeah. It, it is a if you haven't seen it. 
watches, go and watch it. It it's is incredible. a really incredible. good movie. It's edgy as seat, Aussie. Yeah. And Rachel Ward gets like and stuff has to swim. Yeah, I so said yeah. she's never, she's never got out of yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, Brian it Brown, is, it is a really underrated movie. I remember watching it and just good call, girl. being scared yeah. and thinking, wow, oh, this is edgy yeah. seat thriller call. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah really, really, really good, good, good. Go and watch it, people. Yeah. Damo. I'm going for Mickey Rourke as Stanley White in Year of the Dragon. Wow. I've watched that probably three or four times. Um, it's about the, the, the triads, the mafia, the Chinese yeah, mafia, a, Chinatown. Yeah, it's a yeah, gang thing, yeah? Yeah, and uh, Joan Chen oh. gets a gear off in that sort. too, and uh, Stanley sort. White gives it to her. Salute of the jugger, Joan oh. Chen. <laughs> she and that's who yeah. she with Rutger Twin Heller. Peaks, Twin yeah. Peaks. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I really like that. It's a, it's a good sort of, uh, yeah, Chinese triad sort of slash mafia movie, and he's a cop. One of those cops that's kind Mickey of- Mickey looks like he's- he, he looks normal in that one though. But he looks yeah. like, he always looks like he'd stink. Yeah. Whether he'd stink of tobacco, B.O., bad breath, coffee. Or like now There's he like a mixture. Yeah, yeah, now he looks weird. But he, because he's young in this, but he's still full grey. He's greyer than what Dick Gear was, I reckon. I think if you went into the, you know, who went the greyest first? I think Mickey Rourke might have. Okay. Yeah. And he slicked it. He, he had it all boofed back, slicked back. He always had that he's greasy hair, didn't he? Putting his hands through his hair. Yeah. Okay. 1985, dud. Jewel of the Nile. You didn't like it. Hated it. After Romancing the Stone, which is excellent, I found this to be boring. (laughs) Joan Wilder's abducted again while on a trip to the Nile, and of course Jack Colton, Michael Douglas, and Danny DeVito have to rescue her, and it's bad. Danny DeVito's funny in that. Yeah, I know, but it's a bad movie. It follows, it just follows the same... It's the same movie, it's but they're, same in, movie they're made in the over. desert. But it, there's just, nothing different to it at all. Yeah, I just found Same it, pitfalls. It, from the highs of Romancing the Stone, yeah. which it's right up there with Indiana yeah. Jones' Romancing the Stone. It's yeah. a great film. It's a good, lighthearted film. Yeah, yeah, easy watch. Well, damn, which one had the Billy Ocean soundtrack? Was it Romancing the Romancing Stone the or Stone. was it the Jewel of the Nile? Because I remember in the film clip, all three of them, like Michael oh, Douglas, think- Danny DeVito... And uh, that's a good question. They're, they're I think, in the I white suits. I think it's if it's in I the white remember. suits, it's Jewel of the Nile. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't mind that with the little mule with the jeep. No, nah. the, the drug nah. dealer. No. Nah. Yeah, okay. Shit. Yeah. I didn't mind it. Damo, what's your my? Sh- I was a bit worried because Gal said I'll go for an Aussie movie because I've got an Aussie movie in my shit one. So after Mad Max one and Mad Max two, mate, mm. Mad Max three, you're going. This is gonna be. Yep. Another hero. Yeah. So sold out, didn't it? it, it oh, Mad Max 2 is in my top 10. And then yep. to go, oh, yeah, Beyond Thunderdome. And we did say early on, I did do a brief. video on YouTube saying that if you did drop Thunderdome out of Fury Road, Fury Road, Fury Road it could be the best trilogy of all time, yeah. Mad Max. Yeah. yeah. It's right up there. Oh, right up there. It's right up there. But th- I don't, I think Thunderdome came out and I didn't even watch it for a long time. I saw it at the movies with my yeah, dad. I saw it at the movies. Colorway yeah. Cinema. Oh, did you? Yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. think I went to it because I just, bad reviews and just thought the whole Tina Turner bit. Like, what a disappointment. Yeah. Out of town. Two men enter, one man leave. Yeah. yeah. Master blaster. Ruined it. Yeah. yeah. So, Damo, that was actually mine as well. Oh, I had two. Oh, well I had done. two, so that's great. We but, should have that meeting then. Yeah, we should have. <laughs> yeah. But the other one I came up with, I just want to bring it up, was it was another Aussie one. I'll put it in there. Is Emo Ruo. I, Do you remember Emo Ruo? I remember the name. Yeah. It's an 85 Australian comedy about a young couple that moved from a caravan into their first dream home only to find they bought a really terrible place. It's like the Martin Sachs from Blue Healers. Really? Yeah. Joy Smithers. Wow. Yeah, it's, a, it's an old Aussie movie. Emo. Yeah, I've Ruo. never seen it. Never seen it. Never heard of it. 
Okay, well done. Hit sleeper dud. Now it is question time. Okay, I understand that they need to fall in love. But surely Lorraine doesn't fall for George McFly. I know she comes to his rescue. Have they, like, it's just, for me, it's what, it's too much of a stretch. No, she hits him with the car, but she hits, obviously, McFly. It's supposed to be, yeah, Yeah. but okay, but I get that. But then she's supposed to treat George the way she treated Marty? Do you know what I mean? So yeah, what yep. we're saying here is that if the same thing happened to George, gets hit by the car, he's in the bed, and she's now fallen in love from there. Yeah, yeah. Well, instead but, of it being, they would have Calvin. been having, they would have been having dinner with her and George, and she would have tried to grab him, grab on him the on the leg, <laughs> on the old fella. <laughs> would have been Isla Fisher. <laughs> That's yeah. yeah, but obviously, and then but, but, <laughs> I see his balls there are, and spit up blood. There's so many things wrong with that scene. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Wrong. We'll talk about the yeah, bad. Yeah. We we'll get to bad. But then again, and then the way that. She fell in love with him this time. Actually, made good sense too. That makes more sense. It does make more sense. But yes. still, there's a. I think there's just a lack of. It's like George is not such a hot catch. No, it's and she's she seems she's pretty, to be the big swinging dick of the school. Yeah, like from a female perspective. Yeah, because Biff Biff's all over. Her. He yeah. wants her. Yeah, Biff's well and truly all over. Yeah, her. Mr. Octopus. But well, yeah, 1955 is a bit of a different, a different time because. He's up in the tree leering at her in her bra. Mate, not only that, bad, yeah. did, did you catch the bit where they said, another kid's been hit by a car out the front. Exactly. So it's happening all the time. <laughs> so does that mean she is up there getting she, changed? I think she's in, doing it yeah. in front of the window. She's yeah. a minx. Yeah, I know. She's she like, wants it. She's loving it. Check me out. I'm going to get changed right in front of the window. Yeah. Any boys out there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm here. Come and yeah. have a look at me. That, um, that scene doesn't age well. A bloke crawling up a tree with his binoculars no. to, to oh, leer look, in someone's it's, window. It's still nothing wrong with her. No. It's fine. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a peeping tongue. Oh, my God. Okay, and we answered it, but Michael J. Fox's career should have been bigger after this movie and directly after this movie. So we go 85 is Team Wolf with Back to the Future, but then he does Light of Day, 87, Seeker of My Success, 87, Bright Lights, Big City, 88, Casualties of War, 89, then the sequels, then Doc Hollywood. His choice of movie wasn't great. And he was typecast a bit. I think the other thing is he's on a hit show too. So he got to go and do Back to the Future, but I'm pretty sure they kept him on a short leash after that. Mm. Yeah, he was contracted to the show. Yeah. And I think it was Matthew Broderick didn't want to do the show because he didn't want a long-term TV contract. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. at the same time, he did Ferris Bueller's Day Off and he did some other movies around that yeah. time. I wouldn't say he's the biggest star, but that was his reason for not wanting to stay on the show. And yeah. understandable. Yeah. Maybe if he's not – Family Ties puts him in the stratosphere. Maybe if he's not tied to that. He yeah. does bigger movies. Yeah, for sure. Who yeah. knows? He is high school, like Michael J. Fox, you go high school. When he, when he starts being like the advisor for the president, he still looks like a little boy. Yeah, he does, yeah. yes. He's, he's so start, young. He's stuck on, does he, is he really, should he be this? He, he looks like he should be in year 12 still. Even when he was 30-odd, he still looked like he was 16. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. So I think the fact that he looks so young actually may have gone against him a bit. Yeah, a bit. Yeah, yeah. for a it bit more serious. Makes it harder to do a yeah. serious yeah. role. Like, yeah. yeah. No, fair enough, fair enough. Okay. Is Biff the biggest douchebag in 80s cinema? He's the, he, yeah, but he's also the best. Like for best bully, like when you think of evil villains, you got Darth Vader and that. Like you think when Biff's you think, up there with Darth well, Vader? But as a bully. The children like, catch. Yeah, he's scary. Yes. But, but for a bully, I don't think there's too many better bullies at school than Biff. He's just one of the iconic real bad boy dickhead bullies. Do you reckon it blows me away because do you think life was like this? Do you think there were people like this that would walk into a diner and just pick on people? That struck yeah. me when I watched it last night thinking, no one the in the diner, diner or even the guy who runs the diner 
Who's a big grizzly old bloke? Ever comes out and says, "Hey, pull you know, your head in, yeah. pull your, leave my customers alone or anything." Yeah. They just all come in and do it. Yeah, Gold and do, do you know too. who one of his one of his crew is? Yeah, yeah. Billy Zane. Billy Zane. Yeah. I didn't know that till this rewatch. Yeah. Yeah. Plays yeah. match. Yeah, he's a good-looking man, Billy Zane. No, he doesn't no. say anything. He punches. He punches Marty McFly in the stomach when they at the car scene. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's when they kick him into the bonnet. What about three D glasses, man? Too. Yeah, yeah. The gang. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, look, I don't know. Okay, all right. Should we be concerned about the Doc Marty relationship? That that relationship is a paradox. Is it are they friends because Marty actually went back in time and found him? Or are they friends because well, Marty's so did, interested well, in That's one of the things work. about the ending is that he says, I'll see you in approximately thirty years time because Marty gets back trying to save him. But they already knew each other. Well, Doc knew him that he knew him. But Marty Doc, didn't know. Marty didn't know that he knew him. <laughs> I know it's weird. Yeah, yeah it's it just it's a, it's, it's hard a to play paradox. on that Back to the Future. Yeah, it is yeah. a time paradox for sure. Yeah, it's the whole time. So Doc, travel Doc thing. knew well, there's a guy going to be born called Marty, and he's going to be the one that I'm going to put in my time machine. He knew this. Well, yeah. he ends up reading the letter, so he knew, we knew he read the letter. And so then, then some, yeah. but at some stage, are there two Martys? Yeah, how in does reality? How does Marty come be, back and there's still a Marty when he gets back to eighty five? So he gets back to eighty five at Lone Pine Mall. Yeah, after he runs over clever. the pine in the Peabody. Yes, clever. yes, yes, yeah, yes. Some, I've got that in there. Yeah. And then he sees him go, which means that he's going to come back. And he's there. And he's there. So, and then he flew off. So but, are there two, well, are there two well, Martys? I, yeah, this is the thing. Like That bit is confusing because if he gets back in time, he gets back. There is no other Marty. Right? But, Otherwise, there's another for everyone that comes back. But see, because that other DeLorean goes back to 1955 and then Marty's one's parked about three k's up the road yeah and that's what the one that Doc uses to go into the future yes <laughs> yeah. see you can a, dissect a good movie and, and you know what it's time you just, just go eh, yeah whatever. you gotta let it go yeah, because it's a time travel story you don't yeah. even think about it it's a time go, travel okay, story yeah. and Doc's safe and oh good yeah. awesome yeah okay alright well done The good, the bad, and the ugly. Start with you, G-Man, today. What do you got for good? The good of this movie, one of my favourites of the 80s, Huey Lewis and the News. Mate. Uh, the Power of Love, like Hip to Be Square, all those songs yep. I loved in the 80s. Yeah, loved, he, it. loved it. Yeah, I've got here in mind, have we forgotten how big Huey Lewis oh. was? He was fucking massive. Yeah. And, and he's really good. And he has a cameo in the movie. He does. Mm. Yeah, he plays the Which is talent judge. Tell him to turn it down. Too darn loud. Too darn loud. I think that's awesome. I think it's so yeah, good. it's funny. Yeah. yeah. That version of his song wasn't that good. It was a bit too synthy for me. Yes. But uh, but The Power of Love being the song at yeah. the start of this movie, that was, it was such a big hit. Yeah. Great. Loved it. Yeah. Love Huey Lewis. And Lewis. another paradox. Was the song big because of the movie? <laughs> or was the movie big? Because of the song. Because of the song. Probably. They yep. were, what do you call it? They were symbiotic. Really? Symbiotic. You don't Jeez, jazz hands yeah, there, Jazz. Look, the other thing I really liked at the start was Marty's oversized sunnies. Now, they weren't quite aviator. They, they, <laughs> they weren't were reflective, big, man. but they were massive. Yeah. They are Phil Mickelson style right now. They are Phil Mickelson. Yeah, he'd love them. Can we but, never mentioning Phil Mickelson on Born to Watch Again? <laughs> That's okay. the last time. But That's um, your one pass. Okay. Yeah. But honestly, those big glass, but they're yeah. not quite mirrored. And I was, when he wore them into, he wears them into Doc's 
place in the first scene, I'm like, oh my god, They're they big. are. I awesome. didn't actually notice them. That's oh, something that I normally go and have a look. They are yeah. unreal. What about? But then talking of sunnies, what about Doc's sunnies at the end, which just look like aluminium? Yeah, yeah. Like, the Oakley blades. Yeah, I'm like, well, what, how are you seeing through that? Like, <laughs> they are the blast shield from Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> that's they what are. They are. Yes. <laughs> They're just a smaller they were, version. They were, yes, future sunglasses. Yeah. What do you? What else you got, Gow? That's it. That's it. That's it for good. Wow. Okay. Oh, I got Don't plenty of things. All the all those setups galore at the beginning. All those, is you know the Chekhovs. Yep. Goalie for Mayor, save the clock tower. Yeah. Strickland. He's riding a skateboard. He he plays guitar. His mum was a nun. All these things that came back. All the payoffs. Two pines more. Two Twin pines, pines more. Yeah, pines yep. more. The day I invented the story. The day I invented time travel. The story these parents told of the day the how we met. Yeah. So he knew all this stuff, so that when he go back in time, he could then and try and because yeah, he, he he could he knew what was going to happen. But the acting, the cast, the acting was unreal. The unreal. Pa- pacing was brilliant. Yep. George McFly was. Freaking awesome. Crispin Glover was awesome. Biff was awesome as a bully. Michael J. Fox was awesome. And Doc was just really freaking good. Yeah. Leah Tom- Thompson was awesome. Yeah. Everyone just acted so well. And of course, the score. Alan Silvestri. Okay. So did you hear the Predator theme? Yeah. It's yeah. The Predator theme. Alan Silvestri yeah. does Predator. So I listened to it last and watched the movie last night. And at the end where it's the, the terrorist. Similarity. Bit, yeah. It's the Predator theme. So dun, dun, dun. Da, da, da. It actually listen, is. It is. He's used that music of that, yeah. and made the Predator theme out of that music. So he's oh, cha- yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. go and watch just the Lone Pine scene. Yes, you will hear the Predator theme. You know that because he also did the Avengers. He did Forrest Gump. Yeah. Like he he is one of the top composers, I think. But yeah. but that, that that's similar because when I've watched a YouTube video comparing John Williams' Star Wars and Raiders of the Lost Ark, and literally there's like one note difference in the main. Um, melody, and you go, wow! Because they're so a, a composer can have a well, they bastardize similar, their own work, yeah. They, they, but that's their style, yeah, for sure. And so that's why there's going to be similarities, obviously, then between Predator and Back to the Future with yeah. Alan Silvestri. Yeah. There, there will certainly be like a crossover because that's his style. Absolutely, I've seen. I remember I was watching a movie a while ago now, and I go, that's the Aliens theme. Like, it was the, the same composer, same composer was watching. It was like he had used this movie came out before Aliens. Yeah, I was right. watching. So he had just gone. Just that's, sampling. That's pretty sons, cool yeah. music. We're going to use that in a better movie. Yep. Yeah. And I think Silvestri definitely did something very similar with Predator and Back to the Future. When you start listening to scores, you do the, 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 that Robin Hood one with the, uh, Brian Russell, Adams. No, the Russell Crowe one. Brian Adams. <laughs> no, Mark Strotenfield wrote the score. It's exactly the same as Transformers. It sounds so yeah. similar when you listen to it. Because I was playing it the other week and my son Jackson came and goes, Are you listening to the Transformers score? I thought, I knew I heard this somewhere. So, yeah. No, this is actually. Robin Hood. Yeah. It's surprising. You got the touch. Not that Transformers <laughs> score, I'm sure. Yeah, no, not that one. Yeah, but that's it. So that's a lot of good, though. That's a lot of good. A lot of good. I've got a you, question. You've got the touch. Oh, that, that's been the basis for a lot of our songs. A lot of our kick-ass credit songs has been. It oh. has been. So my good, is this a perfect movie? I, it, it could be a perfect movie. Really could be. And it may not, and it's not, I'm, it's in my top ten. It was named in my top oh, was ten, it? I'm pretty yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. Can't remember. But if it's not, it's, it's just out. I can't even you can't remember <laughs> what your top ten movies are. I can't are. remember. I, it, it may be in my top ten, but if it's not, after watching this, it probably very well could be. Apparently they use this movie a lot in movie school, like yes. in the States. As they the use this as, as something to yeah, use as a base to, to learn from. Yeah. As I said before, I love the opening. It's just so patient and it's just lulling yep. you into this sense of security. Well, that, as Damo said, all the setups, all the yeah. little setups yeah. that you're getting. Just part of conversation. Yeah. Just quietly. 
How good is the Toyota 4Runner? The one that yes. he dreams about? Mate, yeah. the car he gets at the end. Yes. Right? The car, yeah. That is a fucking he gives it the fist quality pump. car. <laughs> that is a quality car. <laughs> and we talked about, you, Damo, you talked about Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd. Now, there is, I think there is a really understated scene where she knocks on the workshop door and comes in. Oh, yeah. And she's flirting with him and Doc's behind Marty going, oh, like he's just like going, what's going on <laughs> His here? His face it's is so funny. I know. His face I is was awesome. laughing my head off at that. <laughs> the other thing I noticed in the background was Triple X Cinema, which was oh, big in the Oh, I forgot about that. Yes. And and so when the when movie, he gets back, he looks at it and he goes, yes, it's all back yeah, to normal. But yeah. the movie that's playing yeah. is called Orgy American Style. <laughs> you know what? And we're going to cover that soon on Board yeah, Watch. That will be covered. <laughs> yeah, that's a good movie. Yes. Oh, but okay. I was thinking that was, I was looking at that in the background and going, that is odd to have that. Mate. When they're having their nice little chat on the clock tower, they're talking. Yeah. Little girlfriend, boyfriend with Orgy American Style written behind him. I know. It's, it's like, bit, that's weird. It was a bit weird. They really nailed the feel, like, of 1955 yeah. and 1985. They really nailed that. Oh, the diner, the little square yeah, around was town, just... the, the cars going around with all yeah, the election stuff, like, all yeah. that kind of thing. Okay. G-Man, what do you got for bad? Look, I had to try and delve in because, yeah. as we said, you've got to let this movie just play out and take some of the bits. It's a time travel movie, so there's going to be a few glitches, but... It's not a documentary. Hey? It's not a documentary. No, I, I, yeah, it isn't. Yeah. I, I didn't understand that Doc Emmett's a scientist... Now, I know he's a mad scientist, but when he's getting the DeLorean with Einstein in it and he gets it to run straight at them, he goes, oh, when he gets it to speed, we'll just run yeah. straight at us. Now, I'm like, you're a scientist. Surely you're going to do a test and go, it's, pretty it's getting across this. We've taken <laughs> yeah. it to the car sure, park. I'm yeah. pretty sure that at 88.8. You're going to see some serious shit. Yeah, that was funny. But but that's the thinking. And then Marty's running to the way. He's like, come stand here. I was like. That reminded it. me of Ghostbusters when they turn on the proton pack and they're yeah. like, move to the side of the lift. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But I was just thinking, why, out, like, why, right why would you do that? You go, well, I think it's going to work. Yeah. And you've got this whole car park. Why would you just let it race by? If it doesn't, we're dead. Yeah. yeah. 100% belief, though. Yes. The other one I got was when the Libyans start shooting at Doc and they yeah. come out the, around the corner, they start shooting and then they shoot the truck, his big white truck behind, silver yeah. truck behind him. And all the, there's all the sparks coming out from all the bullets. And then there's nothing on the truck. The truck's not damaged in any oh, way, shape, or form. it's an X-Gen bus. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is exactly that. Because he's standing like with his back on it, and that all goes around him, and then, then it's just pristine. <laughs> yeah, they made trucks to last back then. Oh, yeah, right. no damage to the truck whatsoever. <laughs> Bulletproof. Yeah. Also, I know it was 85, but the fire, the tire fires on the ground is a bit of a stretch. Because yeah. like, you can see oh, how it right. When it goes into the, when it travels into yeah. the oh, bus. Hill Valley looks like a fucking toilet. <laughs> It's, I laugh my head off on the school wall. It's got smegma on yes, the school wall. Yeah. I lost it. I it's the first that. time I'd seen it. <laughs> anyway, Damo, what do you got for bad? Bad. And it's not bad, but the suspense build bits, you know, like at the end, the cord comes out and then gets the cord and then the cord can't reach. And then when it reaches, then the other yeah. one comes out. It was like, oh my. They it really, was drawn out, wasn't it? it was, How was he not dead, by the way? <laughs> I know. So I just, the suspense is the thing that makes it, but just, I reckon they could have dialed it back just a but you tiny know what? little notch. But why did he go out that door on the clock tower when there was one on yeah, the I side? Know. I call across. And I'm the, like, then there's one there. The mate. ledge breaks. Yeah. And that's what I'm thinking. Oh my God. They really, this, you got two minutes. Yeah. It's what could go wrong here? Everything went yeah. wrong. Yeah. 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 Whereas last week with Ocean's Eleven. Yes. Nothing went wrong. <laughs> so this Everything goes wrong in the yeah, last five minutes. That's right. The car won't start. Yeah. It's yeah. fuck, mate. Give him a I break. Know. Everything. 
I tell you, if they say you can, if you're going to do this, you're going to take a DeLorean and do it in style. But that car broke down like a five lot. times in that movie. <laughs> well, I did hear the DeLoreans were generally a bit of a lemon. They were a lemon, yeah, yeah, and but it did kick sales. Yeah, uh, I, I, no doubt. This movie, yeah. well, they did a body kit for it. Yeah, they made the body kit. That's funny. Turn it into a time machine. That's pretty much it for bad. Other than that, the Pepsi placement, yeah, product was placement, there's a bit of that. Give me something with no sugar. Yeah, Pepsi free tab. But there was a Pepsi sign. There was, oh, yeah, it was yeah, a, it was the yeah. bit of product placement. Okay, I've got the little yellow guitar at the start is super dorky. Yeah, you get a tougher the guitar. He, the one he blows himself up with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super dorky. Yeah, there's not. It's not a big rocking. And know, I've got to say, electric the, guitar the is the it? dial. The dial. He turned that dial to about ninety. Yeah. He just kept turning. It's not like it went to eleven. It went yeah. to ninety. That dial. Yeah, yeah. But I tell you, if he put that up so far that it blew the speakers out. He's not hearing anything ever no, again. No, he's, he's not. He's, he's almost dead for dead. life. He's almost dead. I've got, as I said before, Hill Valley legitimately looks like a gang zone. Like it doesn't want to be where you want to raise your kids. No. It's the toilet. It really yeah. is. I've got bad double denim oh, for Marty. Okay. Bad double denim. Oh, yeah, but I've he, got issues with the jacket. He had his life preserver over it. Though. Yeah, I've got issues with his jacket. The pants, I, the jeans I can get, Stonewash 85 jeans. Oh, I get that. Stonewash, yeah. They, they were quality Stonewash 85. The jacket had some panels in the shoulders and stuff. Not big on it. I've got, okay, so when the DeLorean has to get to 88 miles an hour yep. at the start and it's spinning the tires and the kilometres an hour are going they up. They were. And it was at like and 70 And it was 70 by it goes off. And I'm like, what the fuck's going <laughs> on? The wheels were, that the car was not actually moving. The car wasn't moving. Yeah. And I was like, mate, come on. Yeah. I, I'd never picked that up before. But as you said, now you're looking for stuff. He also headbutted the car and it turned on. So. I, oh, I, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that more because there's been times when you've yeah you've hit something and it's worked, but it's but, like the Fonz. Oh, just yeah. hit the jukebox. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was a beast. though, to do a burnout like that. It, no, was, it was, like, a 30, was a thirty second. Thirty second. Fonzie, sit on it, Potsy. Yeah, God, Potsy. <laughs> okay, and I've got the makeup. Yep. So the makeup on, and probably the makeup on Doc, looks the worst. Are you when they're older? When they're older. Yeah. Obviously, there's George and Lorraine and Doc are the ones that affects. Only, but it, Biff looks okay. Biff looks okay, older. I thought George looked. Yeah, but you can George see. George looked young. You I see the wrinkles still. and you see the makeup. Like yeah. it just, I know it's not an 85, and I'm really trying to find something to pick on. Yeah. But I thought that definitely wasn't Academy Awards makeup. Well, that's why in two, in the second one, they, they said that Doc went to the rejuvenation clinic because they didn't want to have to go oh, through the whole thing of doing all right. the makeup again. So yeah. they just said he that's found that, yeah, clever. Nice. to get yes. around it. Okay, anyone got anything for ugly? Yeah, just quickly, because we touched on my ugly before, George being a peeping Tom. The like, worst peeping Tom. The really, most obvious. Really creepy. And then Marty falls into the by the car, and then George runs off. Leaves oh, yeah. him lying on the road. So George is a douchebag. Yeah, yeah, not good there. The other one was, what sort of people find a kid gets hit on the road, and the dad just yells out, I hit another kid. <laughs> And then they take him and put him in bed, yeah. take his clothes For nine off. Hours. Take his clothes take off. Take his she clothes did. off. She took him off yeah. and yeah. she tickled his balls. Well, he did I, all that. She, he's already, she already gave him a wristy while he's <laughs> yeah. been passed out. In his purple undies or his lilac yeah. undies. I've never seen purple undies before. But uh, but then when he wakes up, they just bring him down and go, oh, do you want some dinner? There's no call of a doctor no. or anything. And then they're like, you've had a bit of a hit. You might just want to stay the night then. So yeah, in, my bed, to, in my bedroom. It's supposed to be a 17-year-old kid. There's no concern for the parents. 
Yeah, the parents really had no concern about it. Yeah. They just wanted to watch. They wanted to watch their, uh, their Jackie the, Gleason. Jackie Gleason, right? Yeah. I just found that odd to say. Oh, and he'd seen it. He's been asleep for all these hours. He's got a concussion of some sort. And yeah. then he wakes up, have some dinner, and then say, "Just stay the night. Don't worry about your parents." <laughs> yeah, because we'll he be did right. say they were out of town or something, though. So he did. But it was funny because yeah, it's, it's like this is another thing. With the mum, so she's taken his dax off. She's done the nurse from American Werewolf in London. Yes, she? yes, yes. She's, <laughs> she's had a look. She's good. <laughs> and that's why, like at the table, like. That was the whole funny thing too about she's drinking and then she's having a smoke. Yeah. <laughs> she's all these things she's, she's not. Everything yeah. that she said yeah. in those setups was complete bullshit. Yeah. Typical parents. She was a dick Do as grabber. I say, not as I do. She was a smoker, drinker. Yeah. yeah. She was She was a 100% whore, yeah. Lorraine, given the opportunities. <laughs> yeah. But not with Biff. She didn't want it. No. What do you got? I found the bit in the opening probably must have been five minutes, 10 minutes too, when Marty was with his girlfriend and those two girls in the aerobics gear walked past oh, yeah. and he fully <laughs> went down pervin at their asses yeah. and she, and he got away with it. She she said she loved him after she, that. She, he got away. I'm thinking, how could he have got away with that? It was like, she just they grabbed his face and pushed it straight forward again. Like, I stopped to get those two girls' asses. Poison. I just, Poison wrote a song about that. You can look, but you can't touch. Yeah, yes. it was the most it's obvious. It's 85, yeah. It was the obvious, obvious. perv. It's like yeah. this kid, and with his girlfriend watching him. And I was how did he get away with that? Yeah. He's done pretty well. But uh, And those 3D glasses, like seriously, they were the same as the glasses of that guy that wore in Big Trouble in Little China. Yes. Almost as bad as to obscure your vision. Yeah, it's Man. not cool. It's not cool. Okay, my ugly, Biff's a rapist. Yes. And he was going to rape Lorraine in the front of the car. Yeah. Unless George came and saved the day. He's yeah. a dead set rapist. Yeah. She's literally said, help me. And people, it's obviously something's going on yeah, in that George car. George helped. And yep. no one came to the rescue until Biff got knocked out. Everyone ran over to help Biff or see what was going on with Biff. Lorraine's about to get raped in the front seat of the car and no one gives a rat's ass. But she's yeah, obviously was... very forgiving as well because here's the guy who tried to rape her 30 years ago working at their house. Yeah, good you, point. You probably wouldn't yeah. have a relationship with that no. guy. That seems a bit heavy, isn't it? Like you yeah, don't know, you forget how like, heavy well, that was. Like he just I gets her in the car and shuts the door. Yeah, but when you say rape, it's all like it's heavy. But they make out like he's just raping us. Yeah, I know. But it, but the because the movie is this fun movie. But this is what this is funny, right? This yeah. is what it is, and this is where it's time machine. Literally, got to go on the time capsule. You got to think for 1985. A bit of roughhousing was the dumb thing, apparently, yeah. where. No means yes. It's that yeah. old Family Guy scene where he says 39 no's and one yes still means yes. <laughs> it's not, not aged well. It hasn't aged. And look, and aged I, I tend scene. to not look at that stuff through the woke eyes of today, but that scene especially, I it was like, out. he's going he's, for the kill. He is going yeah. to rape yeah. her in the front of that It gun. sticks out to you, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, anyway, okay. Quick fire. Oh. Demos. Yeah, okay, I'm up again. Okay, up again for quick fire. So... Now this first one, geez, I don't know. You probably go. You could go on for ten minutes. Like that's not a knife. A scene or scene that have passed over into popular culture. Yeah, I've got the DeLorean. DeLorean, easily. 100%. Yeah. Flux capacitor. Easily. Flux capacitor. Because everybody talks about the flux capacitor. But the actual time travel law. Because I think a lot of people still revert back to this and Back to the Future. Yeah, I, I think I the think, movie itself. Yep. Is yeah. I think where we're going, we don't need roads. That's that. Yep. Definitely. Everybody yeah. knows. That was right? used in some advertising campaign or something. Mm. Yeah. Actually, Back to the Future was used by the Penrith Panthers when Mark Guy and Brainy Alexander came back to them. They both went to different clubs and then it was Penrith Back to the Future. Yeah. That, just the name. 
Yeah. It would, I just think the whole movie. George McFly. Marnie McFly. Yeah. Oh, what about McFly? Not, not McFly. 100%. Like tapping someone on the head. You're a slacker, McFly. You're a slacker, yeah. Like, just. Yeah, it's the whole movie. There is so it's, many things that have. It's the vibe. It, it's it just is. the vibe. It's Marbo. Now, this is probably an easy one. The Phillips Stucky Award for the biggest douche nozzle. It really can't be anyone We could actually, but Biff. we could almost, we're not going to, we could almost change it to Biff the Biff Tannen. Tannen but yeah. there's no bigger scumbag in the history of cinema and dick than Philip Stucky. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Than George Costanza in Pretty Woman. Well, yeah. yeah no. He was bad. He was another raper. <laughs> he just thought because she was a hooker, he could have a sly rape <laughs> in the lounge. Yeah. His best mate's boning her, and he's, oh, sly rape. Phil wasn't good. Well, we still got Bob Sugar to come up. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Bob's bad. <laughs> Bob Sugar is bad. I hate Jay Moore yes. because of Bob Sugar. Yeah. I know. Okay, so we're all in agreement. Yeah. Biff Tannen is yep. it. it it's, uh, the Jennifer Jason Lee from Backdraft, or the cast of Caddyshack, thought they were in a different movie. I don't think I saw it. I think everyone was yeah. pretty good. You hit awesome. it on the head before, Damo. There's nobody out of place here, particularly I, in the main character. If I could cast. pick, I'd, Crispin Glover's always in a different movie, in yes. every movie he's in. Yeah, he dances he's to the beat of his own George drum, McFly, but he's though. very good as but, George McFly. But this makes it because he's got to play that in character, yeah. and he does it well. I really did George McFly, and he would have been my second sort of probably favourite in it. Okay, don't give away. He, he, he also could have been there for the Phil Stuckey. He's he could have he had a couple of bad scenes there. Yeah, but he's laughing. He made me laugh <laughs> harder than on than anyone else yeah. in this movie. Yeah. Okay, so the uh, Kim Mills from Taken for. Poor sporting prowess. Why did you see anything? There's not much in this. I think I was, I was concerned maybe with George's punch, but he his punches. Oh, it's a, a left hand haymaker, mate. Yeah. It's yeah. It's that was mine. It's a yeah. terrible punch. It's a terrible. It punch. curls the hand up and he comes, yeah. throws it right out wide. Yeah. It's not ideal. Like you wouldn't get that at Cromer Community Centre. Yeah, you do not throw that in Shotokan like that no. at all. Mate. No, but I suppose then you could say Biff with his glass jaw. Oh, Biff definitely. Yeah. He's got the biggest glass jaw. <laughs> he, he's getting beaten everywhere he goes. <laughs> he's I, the most. I tell you what though. Most bullies stop after being bashed. He just he sticks to his guns. This <laughs> I'll, guy. I'll tell you one. His convictions. His convictions. I'll tell you one. When Marty trips him over in yep. the diner yep. and then goes, what's that, Biff? And then punches him. The three mates behind him, Marty just runs and taps yeah. him and they all fall down in a yeah. row. Oh, did, yeah, yeah, they did. Go back and have a look. They all just fall down in a row and he just runs past. Like how the how three does one stooges. guy run thr- past three yeah. guys in a diner yeah. and he just punched his mates? But I like how Biff fell for the... Uh, Hey, what's that over there? And book Biff looks around yeah. and gets punched in the head. <laughs> yeah, what's that behind you? I couldn't see anything here, but the robot sentries are an additional scene. You could add a lot of different things, but I don't think it needed I think anything. It's, I think it's a perfectly paced movie. Yep. You don't need anything. I, I, Nothing. I don't think so, Gail. No. I think it's perfect. Yep. Yep. I do too. The Whitey's Brad Pitt. I don't have a euphemism this week. No, but last week, week was good. Last week was a really not many people got it. I covert. got a lot of questions. It was covert. Got a lot of questions about what Damo. What was Damo talking about? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know no. what people were talking so about. We might bring that out. I was sitting no, in the sorry. car with Megan. She wanted to listen to the podcast, and that guy, she just laughed and shook her head. And I go, yeah, I don't know what he's talking about. No, it was cryptic. It, it's the I, you know, person you'd most like to have penetrative sex with. Yeah, and whatever that means. Okay, so, I, oh, for me, it was Leah Thompson, young Leah. Yeah. And uh, Booken. Were you Gal? Anyone? Oh, Leah Thompson in this yep. movie for sure. I think Lorraine is a great sort. Yes. I, I think I might be giving Jennifer a crack. Oh, yeah. She was really good looking yeah. too. Oh, yes, she, she was. was a good Jennifer sort. A yes. crack. Yep. I bet it's hard. She looks great. Lorraine looks great. And Leah Thompson looks great. She does. Yeah. Yeah. And she looks terrible as well. Yeah. When she's the older. Yeah. Sort of. It's that. You always check out what you're 
what the girl you're dating's mum looks like. But I'll guarantee you, in 30 years' time, she wouldn't look as bad as what they made her out with that makeup. No, she, no. She, just, she looked ugly. Like, yeah. it was like, hang on, that's... And look, in, in the second one, Elizabeth's shoe doesn't look anything like what she does in Back to the Future, what she no, does now. No, a bit so. different there too. Okay, so any, so well, then we're oh, going to look like the F. Murray Abraham, Carl Malden, Skeksis from Dark Crystal, Morgs. Is there any lookalikes? I've got one, I think. Okay. I'm going for Crispin Glover and Morgs. Skinny Morgs. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I reckon you could go. Uh, no, I got no one else. I got no. One. May have a bit of a biff, just physically. Uh, yeah, but we're both imposing. Yeah. I'm a little less rapey. We're both imposing. Yeah, <laughs> you like that, girl? <laughs> I'd like to think I'm a little less rapey. Back when you were running your quiff do when you had hair there, like oh, you, the undercut. Yeah, yeah. like I more resemble Strickland now. <laughs> You're a slacker. That's a good one. Yeah, Strickland. <laughs> Yes. I don't know, Gail. Yeah, you nothing. No. Billy nothing. Zane. Gail looks like Billy Zane. All right. That's it for a quick fire for this week. Well done, Damo. And we're going to slide straight into listen to this. Gail, take us away. Okay. I've got one here. So this movie was such a hit. It was translated into different languages. In the French translation of the movie, Marty McFly is called Pierre Cardin. <laughs> What? Because Ka Calvin Klein would have been an insult. Yeah, yes. Yeah. In the Spanish translation, he was called Levi Strauss. No. Yes. Wow. What? Where's Jean-Paul Gaultier? Yes. Bloody hell. But yeah, look, the other one is, why do you said before when the, the, the graffiti on the wall, and when they're ending the high school, when it's run down, the smegma's there, there's a piece that, of graffiti that reads in the wall, Lorraine de Calvin. Oh, really? So there's a bit of a, a bit, and that's a bit of a, a, a foretelling of what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. A bit of an Easter egg. Okay, Damo, you got anything? You mentioned before, but I'll just go on a bit about the the naming of the mall. It was called Twin Pines Mall when they left. Yes. But when he landed in 1955, he ran over that pine tree. Yep. So there, there was only one pine there, obviously, in that same area. So when he, they, when he went back to 1985, that mall was actually called Lone Pine Mall. Uh, that, that sort of detail. Very clever. Is, and also, too, when they're in 85, at the beginning of the movie, looking at the clock tower, the ledge is intact. When yes. in 1955, when Doc crawls across, he actually breaks the ledge. Yes. When they go back, when there's the drunk guy sitting on the seat, the ledge has broken. Yeah. So in 1985, the ledge is broken. So all these little attention to detail yeah. things. It's absolutely brilliant the yeah, way they did it all. The that where the Twin Pines or Lone Pine Mall is the Peabody's where he yes. crashes. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah, yep. You know that they're the Peabody's and the son's name is Sherman. That's in Sherman. Oh, yeah. is it? Yeah. Radio. Yeah, cool okay. And also at the beginning, you mentioned, I read it was called Spaceman from Pluto. Yeah. And that was the name, the working title that the Goose at Universal Studios thought would be the movie. And Spielberg was like, I'm not even going to fight this. I'm just going to pretend that I'm misinterpreting, <laughs> misinterpreting this as it's some sort of joke because no one would ever think this movie would be called Spaceman from Pluto. But I think the name Back to the Future is such a brilliant title. Oh, it's a great yeah, it's title. Awesome. It's a great it's, name. Because what, if you didn't know anything about the movie, you start you just think Back to the Future. What? Huh? Yes. It's such a good well, name. And it, it, that twists everyone's minds a little bit. Back to the Future. Yeah, like you've got to kind of get your you head around it. And yeah. again, you've got to love a movie that uses the title in its title. Oh, and, and I'm going to send you Back to the Future. And point to the camera yeah, with yeah. Doc. <laughs> what do you got for yeah. listening to this? Okay, so Ronald Reagan 
was so amused by oh, Doc Brown's yeah. assertion that oh, it couldn't be an act to be a president that he actually, Ronald Reagan actually used it in a speech where he said, as they said in the film Back to the Future, where we're going, we don't need roads. Oh, no way. Yes, Did he, Ronald so Reagan brilliant. quoted Back to the Future. That is funny. So funny. Holy Ronald God. Reagan would have loved Michael Keaton. Sorry, Alex Keaton. Keaton. Because yeah. no, he was a massive... Yeah, massive supporter. Yeah, he yeah. was. He he was. Oh, yeah, because in Family Ties, yeah. he had a Ronald Reagan. Did he have a Ronald Reagan poster on his I bedroom think so, wall? Yeah. They I referred to him a lot. Yeah. So Christopher Lloyd said he always wanted to do one more movie where Marty and Doc went to ancient Rome. Oh, God. Thank God they didn't. Yeah. No, they didn't. They do it. Thank I, God. I actually didn't. heard that, that Robert Zemeckis and Bob Gale, the writers, have the rights to this movie. Yes. And they've actually said that there'll be no remake. Good of it ever in their lifetime yeah. while they're alive, yeah. which is really good because you, how anything you do I, this movie, you you're going to ruin it. it. No, you you're you just going to make something that's not as good. Yeah, it's or, iconic. You can't make them go. Oh, the same it. as remaking Jaws. You just yeah, cannot you just remake some of them. You can't you do can't, it too. You can't. You're not. You're going to make something inferior. You will. You can't capture lightning no, in a no, bottle. Come of up with something new, guys. Yeah, please. Yeah. Please. I got one more quick. Oh, you done, Waddy? No, you go. I've got a couple. I got one quick one. That at the end when. When they come back and Biff's out cleaning the car and then George's new book turns up. Yes. They were actually going to make him not an author. They were going to make him a boxer. Oh, Which would have been a good little twist that's funny. after he knocks out Biff. Right. Not with yeah. that nose. He wouldn't survive much. No, no but that was the thing. That he was going to be, he was going to be been a professional that, boxer, that, not that, an author. That would have been funny. Pretty cool. Yeah. So we talked about Eric Stoltz earlier and he went seriously method, which was part of the problem, yes. I think, on set, that he would only answer to the name Marty so oh much my God. that when Christopher Lloyd was told that Eric Stoltz had been replaced, he said, who's Eric? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, he yeah. thought his name was Marty. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Stoltzy. Eh? An amazing tidbit here, though, from the day the film wrapped to the day it was released was only nine and a half weeks. Oh, shit. It sounds like a movie. Yeah, it does. A good one. Yeah. A good one. It. That's incredible. Very short lead time for post-production. Incredible. Especially for the, some... The effects look pretty good. I didn't mind I mean, it. For the time, the, yeah. I think... That it, there's not many where you went, that really looks bad. No. I don't think there was. I suppose... Yeah, no. I've just, in saying that, we've just... By now, we would have done a instant review reaction to Indiana Jones and yes. the Dial of Destiny. Yes. And I've got a little bit of a... Umbridge with some of the effects in that film. Yeah. And it's 2023. I know. And I less effect, less concerns with a movie made in 1984. No. So well, and I suppose they had to rely on being practical. But there yep. wasn't too many. Like a stunt, yeah, slide that car into the horse manure truck. And there was only a little bit of, when the car goes in the future, it actually disappears. So you don't really have to, there's not a real lot the, there, is there? It just when, disappears. When the car it's runs gone. away, like when it goes towards the cinema, when they're going back, like that. Like I said before, the fire on the road looks good. When yeah. it goes through their legs, you can just you can tell it's superimposed on the road because yeah. they're standing yeah. in it. Yeah, and it's not yeah. hurting them. Yeah. But that's about the only one little thing. Apart from that, I thought all of it was really it good. It looked good. It yeah. did. Okay, that's it. Anyone got anything else? Nope. Nope. Okay, one degree of Kurt Russell, Damien Giles. You've got something here? I do. I have Alan Silvestri. He did the score for Overboard. Okay. Oh, wow. Nice okay. one. And I've got Robert Zemeckis. Oh. He directed used cars. Oh, okay. oh, okay. And the same suit that he wore in Big Trouble in Little China. There we go. There we go. Okay. We got two. Well done. Yeah. Notable quotables. G-Man. Take oh, it away. We really, look, there's a heap here. Like where we're going, we don't need roads. Yeah. There's so many. There's a there. heap. There's tons. Yeah. I like you're going to see some serious shit. Yeah. That, that's that a good one. That was really good. Yeah. I, great Scott. 
old uh, Biff, why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? <laughs> and they're all looking at their, all scratching their That's good. What about, so you're my Uncle Joey. Better get used to these bars, kid. <laughs> so good. And I'm sure in 1985, plutonium is available in every corner drugstore. <laughs> You remember, but in 1955, it's a little hard to come by. It's like, yeah, yeah, we've got it. We just go and buy yeah, it wherever. That's it. I already said that Strickland Jesus. Didn't that guy ever have hair? Yeah, that was good. He had a little bit on the side. He did have a little, a little bit, bit he, on the he side. Had a bit of a Monty Burns going. Yeah, just yeah. a little bit. To, a bit of a to, bit of Inspector Gadget to de-age him a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I was like, Jesus, George. It's a wonder I was ever born. <laughs> I know, he's watching his dad. It's like, His dad had zero crap. game. His dad had zero game. As we said, the whole film is eminently quotable. Are anyone got anything else? No, that's uh, it. I think that's enough. Okay, film school for F-Wits. And I've put a little bit of a surprise on the boys today. Usually I would send through what it is. Well, sometimes. But in honour of... The famous license plate. Oh, yeah. It's spinning out of around. Time. Out yep, of time. Yep, yep. Just going to go through some of the other famous, well-known license plates in cinema. Okay. And we're going to start with the 1975, or could be the greatest movie of all time, Jaws. Now, when he cuts oh, open the shark yep, yep. and says, I think he's come from southern, southern Waters, Louisiana. Oh, is, it, is it? 07981, Louisiana oh. license plate. Now, I'll get to something at the end here. So then there is the famous Seinfeld license plate, Kramer's Ass Man. Oh, yeah, that's right. Ass when man. he gets the proctologist. Ass man, yeah. He gets the proctologist. Yeah. Job. There's the Ass Man. Yeah. The Ass Man. And he's in the car yeah. with George's mum. And he stops short. I'm, I'm some yeah. Ass Man yeah. car. You think of the Ass Man? <laughs> yeah. In the movie we did a few weeks ago, Ferris Bueller. Do you remember the license plate? On that one? Nope. Nervous, N-R-V-O-U-S, oh. Nervous. Right. Uh, okay, and again, another movie we have mentioned today, Rocky Four. Now, Rocky does one of the great montages after Apollo dies and he hops in the Lamborghini and no easy way out. It's playing, we're not indestructible. Baby better get that strength. And it pans down. The license plate on his car is Southpaw. Southpaw, he, he right. Because South, he yes. Southpaw. That's a good Apollo one. number plate. Yeah. It's Rocky's number plate. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. Plate. Everyone know the, the famous Ghostbusters cars <gasps> license plate? It's pretty simple, Something, this one. one. It's Ecto-1. Ecto-1, yeah. Ecto-1. Yep, yep. Now, Con Air, a movie that we will get to. All right. We will get to. Nick Cage with a terrible yeah. hair. Put the bonnie back. Box. Bashini. Oh, it's a quality film. Now, Colin Meany plays a, uh, some sort of agent who's a real dick, and John Cusack steals his car. It's like a Corvette, and he's chasing the plane in this Corvette, and, he's, and it gets actually dropped and smashed and destroyed. The, the number plate on that is A-double-Z. Ass kicker. K-I-K-R. Ass kicker. I was going to say that one. I thought it was out of... I couldn't remember what movie it was. Yeah. I thought it was Die Hard, but it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, the one. It's gone here. Okay, so probably the favourite one. Save this one for last before I throw it open if you've got anything you want to add. Cheech and Chong Up in Smoke. Oh, yeah. M-U-F-D-V-R. M-U-F. <laughs> Off-diver. 
Muff Diver. Very good. Jeez. There's hundreds. I'll tell you one I like. It's it's out of Better Call Saul. Oh yes. And it's got the lawyer up in the with the New Mexico place. Yes. Lawyer up. I really like that one. Yeah. And the other one from Kill Bill. It's P S Y W G N. Yes. On the pussy wagon. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So anyway, and the reason I did this is because in my house I made a, a bit of a artwork. And Damien, you'd appreciate this. Yeah. Where I've got I've actually got out of time. The Jaws number plate, Ass Man, Southpaw, Ecto One, and I got one other that I can't remember at the moment on a, oh, on some wood ah. on there that hangs up in my little man cave where I watch Actually, my movie. Number plates, actual number plates screw- that I bought that I screwed into some wood. Nice, painted the wood. Ass Man's distress. probably my favourite. Ass Man's great. My dad had a, met this guy once, and he was a massive, big, fat unit, hundred and forty kilos or something. I drove a Holden one ton Ute, and he went to jail, and he. Dropped his car off at our house. And I didn't have a car. I just think I just got my peas. But the number plates were, I'm cute. And I used to drive this thing and it was so embarrassing. It was like, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're not cute. It's just like, yeah, like it would have been all right if I was a big fat pork chopper at 140 kegs. I was like a 74. So I would have been okay. Yeah, you would have done all right. I would have been okay. It's like, yeah. I wonder if they're available. I wonder if I'm cute's available. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, yeah, that was the number plate. The other one I liked was out of falling down, and Michael does had defense. defense. Yeah. yeah, defense. That's yeah. Did he? quite well known. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, he was the defense guy. Yeah, yeah. No, there's, look, it's funny. There's a lot, and we talked about it in in the Ferris Bueller one where they there were a lot of license plates in the movie that related to stuff in the movie. But anyway, so there we go. There's famous license plates in. Yeah. Movies. It's a bit of detail that's just a bit of fun. There we go. It's just a little bit of fun. We don't need to always be about Dutch angles or rusty trombones. Don't need to be all about this. Dutch ovens. Yeah, or Dutch ovens. Mm. Unless it's Cheech and Chong. (laughs) Okay, star of the show. Damo, who you got? It it was pretty tough because all everyone was so good, but I am just for sheer facial expressions, Christopher Lloyd. His faces were funny. Like it just over the top acting, but holy shit, yeah, Christopher Lloyd gets it for me. Okay, well done. Huey Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's true. But I will also say Michael J. Fox is really good. And you can really yeah, see how good an actor he is in this yeah. film and he yeah. lights it up. But the Easter eggs, all the little like we you talked about, Damo. Oh, right, I the love setups, all, yep. all the setups. And then you know, they go back in time. They go back in time and then when they go forward in time again, there's yes. the other ones coming back that are slightly the changed. Detail. I really like I remember watching it as a kid and thinking, oh wow, there's all those little yeah. things. Goldie, like you said, Goldie. Yeah, Goldie the Mayor. Yeah, Goldie and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I really enjoyed that part of the movie. Yeah, it was I think they did really well. Yep. I'm a bit like that. I'm going the screenplay. Yep. I'm just going the actual screenplay itself. I think that is the star. And I think that the sure the actors are amazing, but they're amazing because of the screenplay. The minutia, the detail, yeah, the characterization. Is just it's flawless. Like mm. it is so clever, and it could have been very easy to fuck up a bit of that. And even though it's a time travel movie, which is obviously not a documentary, so we're going to pick some holes, which I, we have. But I think they get the actors right too. We talked about Aristotle getting booted, but I think they get the actors right in this. They Everyone do. plays Everyone's their part awesome. so well. Yep. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Okay, this was a fun rewatch. Back to the Future. It's a movie that's obviously been with us for a long time, and all of us hadn't watched it for some time. And I think we were all, for different reasons, blown away, but just how good it still stands up. It's time to hit the rank bank. Got a few things to choose from here. It'd be interesting to get your feedback. 
Flux capacitors. Yeah. Yeah. I like Horny that. teenage mothers. Space zombies from Pluto. Cow manure car crashes. Powers of love. Rapey bullies. Oh, God. That's I, no, for, it's got to be iconic to flux capacitors, flux capacitors, it, or yeah. DeLoreans, or yeah. something. It's got to, I flux. think flux capacitors yeah. is what it is. Yeah. So it's you, if you say flux capacitors, everyone knows Back to the Future. Correct. Yep. So how many flux capacitors, G-Man, are you giving Back to the Future? Really enjoyed this rewatch. It's a great movie. It's a great easy movie you can watch with the family. And as we said, there's so many good things. I'm going to give it four point two five. Good score. Like it. Damo? 1.25 flux capacitors. Okay. Damo, how many flux capacitors are you giving? Yeah, so I've, I know I originally, when I watched it like over 20 odd years ago, and I watched it a few times, I, lo- I thought I loved it. And then I stopped. I didn't watch it again because I thought, I know it so well. And I've had opportunities to watch it. I feel like watching it. I watched it this time. I absolutely loved the whole time, everything about it. I'll give it four and a half. Nice. I nice. really enjoyed that movie. Okay, we talked at the start about whether this is the perfect. And from the scores we're getting, we're saying that it's pretty damn close. I'm giving this 4.75 flux capacitors. I don't think it's – I love this movie. And I've got, And to be honest, I've given Big Trouble in Little China 4.75. Yeah. And everyone knows how much I love Big Trouble in Little China. I really enjoyed it this time. Yeah. I, I saw it in a different light. I thought it was – it was flawless. Like it it's, is. you can find things to pick about. Sure, it's time travel, but flawless. It really is. Okay, G man, how you going with this? Do you need some help today, or have you nailed it? Nailed it. Well done. Where does Back to the Future sit in the illustrious rank bank of Born to Watch? Okay, so this gives us a rating of four point five flux capacitors. Which is right below 4.67 Magnificent Cox, the three, <laughs> the three billboards. Oh. And it's equal with the thing at 4.5 Flamethrowers and 4.5 Fava Beans for Silence of the Lambs. That puts us into equal eighth spot. Oh, wow. Top 10 movie. Yeah. There you go, White. It's in the top 10. Yeah, I like it. I like it. And I think that's a really good spot for it to sit. It's above Ferris Bueller's Day Off, above Top Gun good. Maverick. Which was our number one for quite a while. That's above First Blood. That's Morg's the Ruiner. Yeah, Morg's yeah. ruined that. <laughs> I think I think it deserves to be. Yeah, I think no, it I'm, I'm quite happy with top, that being there. A top ten movie. It's amazing that it's four point five. There's some good movies above it. That four point six seven is really thickening up there. Isn't it's it? above Big Trouble too. Yeah, I'm. I'm not, I don't know if I'm. I went. Maybe I, went I changed, in that. Maybe yeah. I changed to four point five. But I can't now. No, no. I'm <laughs> giving it four point seven five. No, Big Trouble. It's got a, a bloody good score. movie. I was contemplating the four point seven five. Yeah, no, it's good. Well done, gents. I think, again, we've crushed it. Okay, so if you love this, what are you going to watch? I'm, go- I'm going back to the Rod Taylor, the time machine with the- Oh, the original. The Eloy mm. and the, the Morlocks. It's such a good movie. Even the Guy Pierce one's not too bad with Samantha Mumba, but that original Rod Taylor one is a freaking good movie. Yeah. Aussie. Rod y- Taylor, Aussie? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Love it. I played Winston Churchill in Inglorious Bastards. There you go. Ray Winston. No. Rod Taylor. Oh, Rod Taylor, sorry. Yep. Who you got, G? I've gone for an English movie. I've gone for the movie About Time. Ooh. Have you seen that? Yeah, that's got Tom Gleason, Rachel, Rachel McAdams. McAdams. Yeah. Anything with Rachel McAdams you can oh, watch. Right. Bill Nye. 
So that's a movie a where he's 21 girl. and he finds out from his dad that the men in his family can time travel. Yeah. I and then the he goes he goes back and he can change different things that happen and he wants to get himself a girlfriend, but then he finds out that you can't change everything for the good. Yeah. And it's a really it's a really good feel-good movie. It's worth a watch if you haven't seen yep. it. About time. It's I don't know how old it is. Maybe oh, maybe 10 years old. Maybe oh, not even. Older than that. It's maybe it's probably maybe 2010. Maybe yeah, maybe yeah, 2010 be about right. Yeah, yeah. Around 2010. Okay, I'm going with Hot Tub Time Machine. Oh yeah, yeah. fair enough. Okay, and I don't need to explain anything more than that. <laughs> it's one of the funniest movies you will ever watch. The sequel is a flaming piece of shit. Do not watch the sequel. But the first movie, John Cusack, Craig Robinson, hilarious. Hilarious. Yep. Nice. Okay, that's it. Another episode down, and we're going to say farewell to the G-Man as he travels to greener pastures for a couple of weeks. Yes, I'm out for a little while, team. Got a... Got the real world calling, so I'm going to be away. So Dan will be back in the hot seat, which will be interesting to see how that goes. He's had a bit of time off to to hone his skill set. And we look forward, but Damo's not going anywhere, at least for a couple of weeks until he gets a week off. Yep. And then I'm making a captain's call here. We're going to make it quite topical. And the next movie we're going to be doing is Mission Impossible Fallout. Okay. In honor of the release of Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. It looks to be pretty cool. Looks awesome. On the, I've seen the preview, and it looks awesome. Yeah, and we might even do a little instant reaction or a little quick no spoiler review to Dead Reckoning when that comes out. We hope you did enjoy the little review that Damo and I did for Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, and maybe you've made a decision to see it or not see it because of that. That's yes. what we're here for. That's for sure. But don't take our word for it. Go and be disappointed yourselves. <laughs> just joking nah. just joking for me I've got to go watch it you've got to go watch it because it's, it's indie. on the big screen it's indie I've got to, yeah. go. I've got to find out yeah. Yeah. I'm a bit worried about being disappointed but indie yes Salah you go Salah. first indie yeah. <laughs> bad dates snakes why'd it have to be snakes <laughs> okay and on that note we'll see you next week for Mission Impossible Fallout see ya slackers and go and watch Fortress if you can people great Aussie movie I recommend it good tip girl okay I might just do a George McFly laugh was terrible. That's <laughs> what it's like. Mm. <laughs> All right. See you, watchers. Bye. Hey, Doc, we better back up. We don't have enough roads to get up to 88. Roads? Well, we're going. We don't need roads. Thank you for listening to this episode of Born to Watch. To join us on our journey into some of our favourite movies of all time, you can find us on all good podcast networks like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you like what you hear, give us a five-star review. And-